Greetings to those of you who delight in dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore. Welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. Greetings, listeners. You have found The Horror Returns. For all of you who delight in dread, fantasize about fear, and glorify gore, welcome home. This is the podcast that proves that the horror never ends. Each episode, we seek out and review a brand new horror movie. Then we go back and find a classic work with similar themes. We're looking at both similarities and differences. Our goal here is to explore how our perceptions of fear remain the same from generation to generation, but also to point out how the presentation can change, based on the social and political climate of the times. We include spoilers for the new film. However, we will wait until the very end of the show to spoil the new feature, and we will let you know before we do so with a spoiler alert. If you don't wish to hear the spoilers, simply turn us off at that point, and we promise you won't miss a thing. We generally assume you guys have seen the classic film, so there will always be spoilers when we're discussing anything that has been out for at least a year. The other thing we may do from time to time is use a few four-letter words. This is a horror podcast, and horror movies tend to be R-rated, so you can pretty much expect us to be too. I'm Lance, and with me as always are my co-hosts Brian and Philip. And this week, all the way from New England, home of the world champion, New England Patriots, our good friend Jack Falvey once again <laughs> joins the fray. Jack is always always happy to have you on the show. What's going on in your world, my man? Oh, just living a life of a championship football fan, so... Uh, it's, it's been uh, quite a week, and uh, thanks for having me again. I always like coming on with you guys. Yeah, we really appreciate it, man. So, uh, Brian, Philip, uh, you you guys had a good week? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, working on it. Wish Cowboys were, were there with them, but uh, <laughs> I'll take another Patriot Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I think your Cowboys weren't weren't quite quite ready. I think. Yeah, uh, no, and now. And now, uh, uh, freaking Tom Brady has got as many Super Bowl rings as the whole Cowboys team. So <laughs> that's wow. fun. Another another <laughs> chilling fact, right, Jack? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> it I, is I, ridiculous. I say it. I say it all the time. Very lucky. Very lucky to be alive and see this right now. Very lucky. Yeah, that's true. Good. Good time to be a Patriots fan. For sure. For sure. So, All right, yeah, it's been uh, it's been an eventful week, and uh, yeah, you know, ha- ha- happy to be here. So, yeah, well, we're we're awesome. happy to have you here. And one one thing that we like to do is uh, we always get started with our guest, and uh, first feature that we do is cool of the week. Uh, Jack, what's what's the coolest thing you've seen this week, man? Outside of the movies we're reviewing, hmm. caught me off guard here. Um, 
Well, actually, does this uh, does this extend to the video game realm as well? Absolutely. Sure. Any, anything you want to pick, man. All right. So I uh, I've been playing a little. Uh, actually, I've been I've been anticipating a game that's coming. Actually, came out Tuesday called Neo N I O H. Um, it's on PlayStation. It's uh, it's just like Dark Souls, but it's in like Samurai Japan, and. Um, Looks pretty awesome. I I didn't know it was coming out this soon, but uh, I will be picking it up, uh, hopefully momentarily. But um, yeah, that's for me. That's the coolest thing I saw this week, outside of you know the obvious, of course. But um, yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll definitely be checking that out. And hopefully, when uh, school allows me to get back to the binge game cast, I will uh, I will give you them a review over there. So awesome. Oh, actually, another cool of the week. I'll give you another one, more, more related to what we do. Um, and Brian, this might be in your uh, in your headlines later, but you guys read about the new Halloween movie? Oh yes, that, All right. <laughs> we're we'll going to talk it. about that later. We'll save it for. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, Brian, what was your cool man? Um, besides all the uh, action movies I was watching this week. Uh, getting ready for John Wick. I uh, checked out a couple of uh, new TV shows. Uh, first one was uh, the Training Day TV show. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's, um, it's not bad. Um, it actually picks up after the events of the movie. And um, the the trainee is actually an undercover cop. Hmm. And um, uh, what is the actor's name? Bill Paxton is basically the Denzel Washington character. Right. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask you who was in it. Okay. I yeah, forgot about that. It's not bad. I'm I'm gonna stick with it right now. But um, the one that I was super excited to watch was uh, Legion. The oh, X-Men, I saw that. Uh, oh. Yeah. What did you think of uh, Legion? Oh, I thought it was phenomenal. Uh, it came out of nowhere. Yeah. I had no idea oh, what man. it was. That's that's yeah, good. Oh to hear. my god. I didn't realize it was out already. I got to watch it. Jack, Lance, have you, you said- seen it? No, I haven't. But uh, Jack, didn't you say it was the same showrunner that did Fargo? Yeah, I. Uh, you know, sometimes you just have so much bandwidth. Like I, I had read that Noah Hawley was doing this, and right, I had like some familiarity with who the character is, but not much. Um, and then this just kind of popped up. I think I might have seen an ad for it. I don't know, maybe during the Super Bowl or something. But um, yeah. This was like, especially after X-Men Apocalypse, which was just such a fucking misstep. Like, this was pretty awesome. I, I don't know, Brian, what would you think of it? Oh, I loved it. Uh, I, Lance, I think you would enjoy There's a lot of uh, Kubrick uh, influences in the show. What? Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. No kidding. Yeah. The only thing that's got me worried is they're saying this is in the the current X-Men universe. Okay. Oh, and, and, don't complicate uh, it too much. Yeah, and they said uh, eventually Professor X will appear on the show, but it won't be Patrick Stewart or James McAvoy. Oh, so no, that's not good. I'm a little. The, the continuity really confuses me uh, with this whole X Men universe. But besides, yeah. I mean, besides that, the show the show was great. I really liked it. I, I tell you what, though, I mean, I know it's it's not on our trailer list this week, but. Uh... Holy shit, that new Logan trailer was on my, uh, I, I saw it when I went to go see John Wick, and mm-hmm. man, I'm excited about the new X, I mean, 
I don't know if they're going to be in the new X-Men universe. I know this is Hugh Jackman's last movie, but holy shit, that looked pretty awesome. Yeah, I think that one's supposed to be uh, kind of like its own thing. Allegedly, I don't know. Yeah, well, it, it, that one it, does have Patrick Stewart in it, so it's at least it's yeah, the same that's actors. true. Yeah, Philip, what was your cool of the week, man? Uh, man, I watched um, Santa Clarita Diet at, from like start to finish. It was oh wow, it was, yeah, it was really funny. It had uh, Drew Barrymore and uh, that dude that looks like Fergie's husband that played on Justify. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, Tim- Timothy Oliphant. Oliphant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always get those two guys mixed up. That's right, hilarious. but uh, it was. Yeah, it was very funny, man. Very, very funny. I, I, I was, I was a big fan. I love uh, Drew Barrymore in it. I, I love Timothy Oliphant in it. it. The daughter was hilarious as shit, and then the neighbor, who is just some kid I've never seen before, he's funny. Uh, the whole thing was was really great. I, I wish that in the season they had finished their thought. That's one of the things that irritates me. I don't like mm-hmm. it when they leave it completely open-ended like that instead of wrapping up a storyline. But uh, aside from that, man, it was it was a lot of fun to watch. It was really good. Yeah, it nice. sounds like it. Actually, you might you you might could almost say your cool of the week was the Logan trailer, huh? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty awesome. I know you're looking forward <laughs> to that. Well, my cool of the week is uh, I, I'm actually hope I don't catch any shit from you guys. I'm kind of embarrassed to say this because this this one really kind of falls in the in the guilty pleasures uh, arena, big time. But I've been I've been watching the uh, TV show Emerald City, the one that's uh, oh. sort of like a retelling of, of Oz. And uh, oh, cause Brian was talking about how good that was. Ah, you know what? It's so fucking terrible though, as far as the production value. <laughs> and it's it, I mean it's a network TV show, you know. Yeah. But uh, and and Vincent D'Onofrio just fucking hams it up. It, to to a hundred a hundred and eighty percent, you know, he's like he's just so terrible. But for some reason, I just can't stop fucking watching it, you know. And mm. so far, I've noticed every episode. Uh, Jack, you familiar with the director Tarsim Singh? The oh Indian yeah, director. Yeah, of course. He, the Fall is an amazing. The amazing Fall is amazing. Movie. The Cell was pretty good. He's done a couple <laughs> of shitty shitty ones like Immortals and all that. He's kind of hit or miss, but I've noticed he's actually directed every single episode so far, and that's really unusual. So uh, that's that's my guilty pleasure slash cool of the week. Uh, anybody else besides me and Brian checked it out? No, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, it's uh, it's just something about it, man. And the uh, the the younger chick that plays the the Wicked Witch, <laughs> man, she is she's something else, dude. She's uh, whoo. She's she's a hottie. <laughs> she's Fair definitely enough. not wicked. Yeah, definitely not the traditional green, ugly, wicked witch from the movies. That's for damn sure. Uh, nice. But yeah, that's that's it. So you guys, uh, all right, Brian. So uh, we got any uh, headlines this week? Yeah, I'm gonna uh, start with my Blu-ray pick uh, for this week. Uh, coming out February 28th is Doctor Strange, and if anybody's uh, into the Steel books. Uh, Best Buy is going to be having an exclusive steelbook. Nice steelbook. And yeah, they're they're pretty cool. Um, kind of wish a lot of them would be more in this uh, steelbook case. I don't know. I, I I like the artwork. I'm a I'm a movie collector myself, so I always look for the oh, steelbooks. Um, when I was at uh, Rhode Island Comic Con a few years back, 
I found this one guy who did his prints on metal. Oh, okay. Wow. I, I'm not I'm not any kind of crazy um, you know, Doctor Strange fan, uh-huh. but I had to buy his Doctor Strange print because it's basically, you know, Doctor Strange cross leg levitating. He's got the Sanctum Sanctorum window behind him and it's all it's like swirling color. It's basically like a rainbow of color. Um, oh wow. But I I can only imagine that a steel book of something like that would look really badass on a shelf. Yeah. Was that when, was that the Doctor Strange with kind of the Freddie Mercury look? No, actually, it was the the Cumberbatch look. Believe really? it or not, yeah, because that was like the week after that came out. So, ah, okay, um, the guy had a little bit of time to uh, to put it together. So, so yeah. Well, they they couldn't have picked a better actor for that movie, man. It was it was really good. Yeah, yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Okay, um, our first bit of news here: uh, Netflix has officially uh, officially renewed the OA for a second season. Oh, good, 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 good. Um, good. I, I would hate for it to have ended like that, man. <laughs> I don't so, know what the hell was going on with that ending? Megan's been on me to watch that show for about two weeks now. So, how should I be prioritizing that? Yeah. Um, I definitely, it's definitely a watch, but it's, it's for me, it was, I didn't, I didn't binge it completely through. I did an episode here, episode there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause personally for me, yeah. there was a, there was a couple episodes where it kind of lost me, but then it, yeah. it, it pulled me back in. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's tough to binge the whole way through, but I mean, it, overall it was super good. Uh, I, I, yeah, the ending, I definitely glad they didn't just leave it like that. That's, Kind of the same gripe I had with the uh, Santa Clarita Diet, where they didn't they didn't completely finish their thought and that irritate the shit on me. Aside from that, man, it was really good. Fair enough. Uh, speaking of Netflix, uh, it was just announced that we are going to get an animated Castlevania uh, series. Ooh. I heard something from uh, from right. Addy. <laughs> it's coming from Addy Shankar who's worked on Dread and The Grey, and he's uh, done a lot of shorts uh, that he put online. Uh, the Punisher and uh, the Power Ranger, uh, basically like the... You guys ever see the Power Ranger one? It's like a gritty take on uh, the uh, Power Ranger. No, series. what it, what is that again? A gritty a gritty Power yeah, Ranger? Yeah, he, he, he does like these little little short films and this one had it starred like james vanderbeek and katie sackoff and it was like a more adult oh yeah i remember that the dawson what yeah and then he did a he he did one for the punisher i think it was called dirty laundry or something like that yeah yeah the tom jean thing right yeah yeah so he will be uh basically handling this uh castlevania um animated series and he said it uh, mm-hmm. basically to quote him he said he's going to flip the vampire subgenre on its head with this one okay so okay. very Sound, interested in that promising. one I, yeah i was a fan of the game uh back yeah. in the day yeah classic okay um i'm pretty sure you guys heard along with friday the 13th uh, world war z2 was taken off the schedule <laughs> yes i've yeah. heard that <laughs> Uh, no one's crying any tears over that, I don't think. No. Well, David Fincher has came out and expressed interest in directing it. Oh, what? <laughs> okay, now you got my interest. Um, officially, it's just it's nothing set in stone, but he is very interested, and in, um, you know he's uh, he's worked with uh, 
I believe he's worked with um who, uh, Brad Pitt. Yeah, that's that's who I was thinking of. So, so this uh this I could I could actually see this happening with with his relationship with Brad Pitt. Yeah, um I fucking hated World War Z. Um Yeah. You know, if Fincher wants to take it on, I'm down. I mean, you know, if I'm nothing if not consistent and mm-hmm. I'm a director's guy, so if Fincher's yep. going to do something, I'm going to check it out. Definitely um, give it a shot, right? For sure. I just don't I don't it's such it's so odd that like that story comes out because he's a guy who the last genre or the last uh, franchise movie he made was was like Alien Three. I mean, he's completely disavowed that, you know? So Right. I don't know. That's an odd to me that was a really odd thing that came out last week, but hey, you know what? If it's true and he goes after it, then I'm down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll give. I'll, if he's directing it, I'll, I'll watch anything he directs. Definitely Absolutely. give him a shot. He's def, definitely one of my top ten of all time. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. When you look mm-hmm. at the body of work, Sally like could be a completely uh, different movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, Stephen King's uh, It remake is is going to be officially rated R. <laughs> Brian, I swear to God, man, you you have an It update every other week, man. There's <laughs> something just... coming out every week about it. <laughs> Damn. Well, it's got, yeah, it's got a lot of buzz around it. They haven't uh, changed directors again, have they? No. Uh, I think it's almost done filming from uh, pictures I've seen online. Right. So uh, I'm sure uh, within the next couple months we'll probably be getting a trailer. So is this yeah. going to be the two two films, or is it going to be a single film? Well, I mean, if the first one bombs, then there will be no... <laughs> second film but yeah the the first one's just going to be the the kids side of the story okay yeah okay uh it's got to bomb pretty hard for it to not come out i think it's got enough yeah i think it's got enough buzz behind it man it's gonna it's gonna do something even if it's awful with uh ben affleck stepping down uh directing the batman um they've hired uh, matt reeves to direct ah but matt reeves i quit (laughs) <laughs> is that official I didn't, I didn't realize that was official yet i believe uh it is official damn okay then that's interesting yeah i'm i'm pretty down on that movie um you know affleck stepping down is you know from directing and the one complaint that he's had consistently with these movies has been the writing Kind of tells me that maybe he's having second thoughts about signing a multi-picture deal and he's yeah. just trying to get out of this thing. Um, I don't think it bodes well for the future. Uh, I'm really – I like Matt Reeves, but I, I do don't too, think man. he's going – I don't think he's going to be given a script that he can do something with personally. So I'm wondering if he's going to rewrite the script from, from the ground up. I, I don't uh, think that DC is running things like that. I think that they've no. got – their roadmap and they're just doing it the way that they think they should. I mean, if they're not going to let Affleck do it, they're not going to let Reeves do it. Mm. Well, I'll tell you what, Reeves, Reeves has, Reeves has never done a movie. I didn't like. I'd agree with that. So for, Jack, you know, relatively uh, J- young director, he's, yeah, I wouldn't say he's top, top 10 or anything, but he, he, he might be top 25 for me. Well, you can check that box off because you're, you're about to hate this movie, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, I have a quick question. Um, yeah. How do you uh, how do you feel uh, Wonder Woman and Justice League are going to do? Uh, I don't like how Wonder Woman looks at all. I feel that it's awkward. 
to introduce a character in one movie, then go back to tell her whole story only to f- know that she's coming back for a Justice League movie. Right. Like, my, you guys want to rant? Here it is. <laughs> DC Comics <laughs> Universe, right, or the movie universe, they have shot themselves in the foot like three times over with the way that they no structure kidding. these movies. But the, it's, it's just like the fundamentals of it are broken, right? Like you have a movie called Batman v Superman, which is a stupid thing to do first in the first mm-hmm, place. Yeah. Like let's just get that out of the way. It's a bad idea to start with that, okay? But, you know, take that out of the equation. You introduce Wonder Woman, right? A year later, you've got a movie that Wonder Woman is in that you know she does not die in. Like you know that there's no danger for her and she's getting out. Now, granted, you can make that argument for every superhero movie these days. I get that. But ultimately, whatever happens in the Wonder Woman movie has absolutely no like relevance or consequence on what is going to happen in the Justice League movie. Because we know it's all in the past. And we've already established who she is in a different film. So then you're going to go to the Justice League movie, which, uh, like, you know Superman's in it. So you've already spoiled Batman v Superman's ending. Not that anybody thought he was dead in the first place. Right. It's just bad writing. Like, it's bad storytelling. It, it, it doesn't... You're setting up things that the audience already knows are going to happen. Like, you're trying to set up these moments, but they're, they're moments that don't need to exist. Because they're, like... Snyder just loves making moments in movies, right? He doesn't like making good story or, or like, really good writing. He likes the cool action scene that he can slow down to fucking 120 frames per second and, you know, show somebody kick another guy down a hole or something. And, and <laughs> that, that's what he does, you know? And, and people like that, and that's fine. But it's not, it's not good storytelling, it's not good writing, and it's not good directing. Visually, it's good, but... I don't know. So, so Wonder Woman, I think, is going to be a pile of dog shit. And Justice League, uh, like, why the fuck is Cyborg in Justice League? Like, why? He never, he never <laughs> was in the comic books, right? He was. A team I don't Titan. understand. And then you know, you look at the Flash movie too, right? Like, the Flash has gone through what three directors now? I mean, yeah, that was my Christ. That was my next question. Do you even think that movie's happening? I, dude, I, I just, and then you hear that the Green Lantern Corps movie, they're modeling it after. Lethal Weapon? Well, that just to me what? sounds like they're trying to make it Guardians of the Galaxy. And frankly, like, fuck you. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of wow. done. So <laughs> Affleck stepping down from directing the Batman movie. I mean, you guys know I'm a big Batman fan. I'm, I'm kind of out on that movie now. Like, I just don't give yeah. a fuck anymore. So. I'm with you, man. That is, that is about the biggest red flag I could have ever seen because I'm a huge mm-hmm. Affleck fan. I haven't always been, but man, that dude has proven over and over again how great he is as a director and as an actor. And the fact that he's pulling out of directing this, no, I'm done. <laughs> not, not they've had so much, so much other turmoil in that whole DC universe with the Flash movie and all that other crap. Man, it's like somebody up there needs to get slapped in the face. I just think that they've set a bar that's impossible to to get back to. Like. And, and the people who are in charge now, they don't understand why people loved The Dark Knight and, and that whole series. Like, yeah, DC was smart and they wanted to do something different than Marvel. What they should have done was start making standalone stories. Like, yeah. go to the go to the graphic novels for Batman and do like Thrill Killer. Right. Or do uh, 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 Dark Victory, you know, and just take these stories, give one director Give him free reign over like a particular option that they have. Let him tell that story his way, 
and then don't make a direct sequel to that story. Like, just let somebody else riff with the material the same fucking way that the comic book writers make the Batman books. Like, I don't know why right. that didn't make sense to a studio. Like, like that's totally the direction I would have gone in. Because then you separate yourself from Marvel, right? Because Marvel, they're very committed to making everything in the same universe and building continuity, right? Right. So if DC wants to separate itself, let it do Bat- uh, Superman Red Sun. You know, like, why not make that a fucking movie? And then once it's done, just move to the next thing. People know who Superman is. They know who Batman is. You don't need to be told all this shit and set everything up for the 15th fucking time in film history. Like, yeah, like Spider-Man was doing for a while there. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. So I I don't know. I've got no faith in any of it. There's that select few superheroes that, yeah, you don't necessarily have to have a backstory on them in every movie. Or if you do... Make it quick, because they right. don't need the whole goddamn yeah, thing. Yeah, get in, get in, and get out, huh? I mean, yeah, to be honest, Batman and Superman are definitely two of them. To, to be totally honest with you, I hope that Doctor Strange is the end of that kind of origin story, because mm-hmm. like I like Doctor Strange, and I get that you have to like make that that way to get to that universe and like open up the mysticism and everything. But man, like at this point. I hope Black Panther is just Black Panther when the movie starts. Like, uh, I don't want don't, him to not, you know. Don't bet on it. Yeah. No, I definitely wouldn't bet on that. They've, but, they've got a formula, and they are sticking to it. <laughs> yeah, hey, but, you know, they've been talking about Infinity War as being structured around the idea that Thanos is the main character. I mean, that to me sounds right. fucking awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope that Marvel's starting to evolve and making their movies a little bit differently, but... But yeah, I know, I know that I went off on a tangent there. But yeah, at the end of the day, I don't. I have no confidence in anything that DC is making film-wise. I, I think it's well, unless they decide to make Lego versions of their movies, then I'm good with them. But uh. <laughs> I was I was just gonna I was just gonna make that exact suggestion, man. Well, the thing to me about because we just threw it on the other night just to have it on in the background, and Dark Knight is one of those movies where like every frame of that movie is important to the story, right? Like yeah. You, you, that movie starts, Joker's robbing a bank. You find out later it's the bank that's owned by the mob and that they had all their money there. That's integral to what Joker wants to do. That's how he gets Batman involved, blah, 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 right? Like, there's no wasted time in that movie. Mm. So, you know, Batman v Superman, I mean, they waste, like, the whole fucking movie. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, pretty much. It's, it's you just don't have a clear direction of what the story's about like this they, they don't start from a place of saying okay this is the story i want to tell they start from a place of okay i need batman to fight superman how do i do that and it's just not a good way to structure it i don't think but fuck do i know well hey what do you what do you guys think about the uh the lego batman movie i know i'm not the only one who's seen that right no i just got out of it what'd you think man what was your takeaway it was fantastic fantastic movie there's no uh yeah we came out of that i i went with uh, the girlfriend and a couple other friends and all, all four of us came out and we were all just like yeah the movie was awesome wouldn't change a thing i i will arnett kind of bothers me just in general really i think that he was yeah he was he was kind of a total douchebag in this movie but it worked because <laughs> sure. he was supposed to be 
They right. certainly had a lot of a, a lot of uh, pretty expensive voice actors in this movie. I, 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 I can just imagine how much they spent to make this, and how how do they go about getting the rights for all those different characters? I mean, that's amazing how they can do that for these uh, these Lego movies. It's pretty genius on Lego's part to realize that that's the market they need to go after, and right. like actually they've applied it to their video games too. They have um, Lego Dimensions. Oh, that's which, right. It's like, uh, for those of you who don't know, it's it's like you buy this platform that plugs into your game console or your computer, and what you do is you buy sets of Legos that are specific for the game. So, like, you could go and buy the Ghostbusters pack, right? And it'll have, like, Peter Venkman in it. And when you put Venkman on the little platform, you get him in the game. So you unlock the characters that way. So... And they've been building out that brand and acquiring, like, Gremlins, Back to the Future. I mean, you name it. They've got it. And it's fucking genius marketing. Like, you know, the fact that you can see in these games, like, Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter and Star Wars and you name it. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Right. Yeah. That was – that part was pretty awesome. They, that was a lot of licenses all in that same movie there, and it was, it was pretty funny. The Gremlins – Jurassic Park. I mean, there was Jaws. Jaws. <laughs> yep. Okay, I saved our biggest news for last. Um, we are officially getting a new Halloween movie coming October nineteenth, two thousand eighteen. There you go. And it's gonna be it's gonna be written by David Gordon Green and Danny McBride. <laughs> oh wow! No, no Rob Zombie this time, huh? Nope. And uh, John Carpenter is still going to produce, and um, yeah, um, this this actually could work. Um, I've I've read Danny McBride is a is a big horror fan, and he's quoted to saying that just because he's involved, don't expect this to be a funny movie. He said he's going mm-hmm. for a dark, vicious horror film. Well, he's in something, isn't he? In the new Alien movie or something? Yes. Yes, and I've read uh, he is not a comedic character in that one either. Hmm. Uh, I'm not sure I'm buying that. He's yeah. got to be some kind of comic relief. <laughs> right. And, so, uh, is, is of, he an established uh, writer? I mean, do, do, do any of you guys know if he's actually like done, um, done any screenwriting before this, or is this going to be like his first uh, try? No, so um, I can't remember the name of the schools that they all went to, but David Gordon Green, Danny McBride, and Jody Hill, they all went to the same college. and Right. I've heard them on podcasts talk about the fact that, like, you know, when they were in school, they would make student films and stuff. They, I mean, they made some comedy, but they weren't necessarily just comedic uh, films that they made. Okay. Um, so they made a lot of drama and some horror movies and stuff like that. Um, so the fact that these guys are getting together on this, I think it's, I think it's a great choice personally. Um, like, you know, the zombie Halloween movies are are visually pretty wild but they don't really bring too much to the table in my opinion um okay. like they're they're i think the zombie i like his visual style a lot like i i really love devil's rejects but um i don't find that he, the, his version of halloween is is particularly interesting like he just kind of goes for some easy targets in terms of like the way he portrays loomis and stuff and sure um i really like a lot of david gordon green's stuff um you know, Pineapple Express is obviously a hilarious movie. Joe is pretty good. Prince Avalanche is good. But all of his movies have a really, like, indie feel. Maybe not so much Pineapple Express, but but he's made a lot of 
you know, I, I think interesting choices as a filmmaker. I can totally see this being the kind of thing that Danny McBride takes and makes his own and makes something that we've never seen from him before. You know, what's his name? Jordan Peele. He has a movie coming out called Get Out. That's a, a horror movie. I think it I think it releases like next month or something. So it's not unheard of to see, you know, comedians go the horror route. I mean, they're pretty close in terms of like tone sometimes. I mean, movies like, like, you know, obviously Cabin in the Woods, but Your Next has a lot of comedic elements to it. And, um, you know, some of the ideas in some, some other horror movies like It Follows and shit can be kind of, they're like a, they're like a heartbeat away from being hilarious, you know? Right. Um, so I'm, I'm, I don't know about you guys, but I'm really down for this. I think it could be really cool. As lo- as long as James Franco doesn't show up playing the part of Michael Myers, I'll be okay. Dude, if that happens, I might have to call it the best movie of all time. <laughs> it very well might. It very well uh, with that crew. Or at least if he's wearing a James Franco mask, I would take that. <laughs> Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen should be Michael Myers. <laughs> Uh, interesting fact about the movie: it's it's uh, going to take place after the original two films. Ah, okay, okay, that probably makes sense because those first two went together really well, and then it all kind of fell apart after that. Right. Although I love the third movie, I, I really loved Halloween three, the way they took a, a different direction. But mm-hmm. anything after after three to me was kind of shit. And I'm sure. and I'm with Jack. Like zombies films visually look beautiful. But that's kind of where it stops. There's not a whole lot of substance. That is all the news we have. Well, yeehaw! Guess what that means, boys? We going to the trailer park? We going to the trailer park. Our first trailer we are going to talk about is The Assignment. Starring okay. Michelle Rodriguez, Sigourney Weaver, Anthony LaPaglia, and Tony Shalhoub. Definitely very, very weird. I guess the world's first transgender hero, huh? So, what did you guys think about this one? <laughs> I'll let you guys go. It's a weird trailer, man. I don't know how else to say it. Um, I, you know, I think Michelle Rodriguez is fine in a couple of movies. They all happen to be Fast and Furious movies, right? <laughs> but um, I just, I, I, yeah, it's a really weird concept. I, I don't know. That's that's really all my only takeaway. I mean, Sigourney Weaver was probably. She probably got given this script and, you know, she probably thought it was okay and then realized that if she took the movie, she could buy the new condo that she wanted in the Hamptons. So that's probably how they got her. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't have much confidence in this. The fact that it's the alternate title for the movie is Tomboy, A Revenger's Tale doesn't really bode well. So, you're so you're kidding. Know. You made that. Uh, that's, no, no. Go ahead. Go to IMDb. It's right on the poster. No, I don't know about this one. Ouch. Yeah, I, I'm not in on this one either. I'm, I think I pretty much explained it a couple episodes ago. I'm not the biggest Michelle Rodriguez fan. She's just the same fucking person in every movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm just tired of it. And nothing intrigued me about this trailer. Um, but yeah, if anybody I, wants to check it out, uh, March 3rd. <laughs> yeah, I kind of had the same reaction to it. Like, it I think was, we'll I think it, we'll stick with Logan it, instead. Yeah, it was weird. It didn't really catch my attention. <laughs> okay, also coming out March 3rd is Headshot. And I am going to skip pronouncing anybody's name in this movie. <laughs> I think that's probably um, a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm pretty much in on this one. From what I've heard, um, some of the people from the the raid movies are involved in this, and I guess they said this this movie is to hold people over until the raid three comes out. So, huh? Okay. Trailer definitely had that feel to it. Um, I I will say this trailer. I, I'm I'm definitely intrigued by it, but um, I do I don't like the manipulation in the trailer. I don't know if you guys caught this, but. This movie, I would be willing to bet that this is 100% foreign language, and they cut a narration just for this trailer. Okay. Because um, if you watch it, I, I had a three-minute trailer that I found on YouTube, and throughout the whole thing, the only English speaking or any speaking was that narration. Everything else was just like reaction shots from characters, mm-hmm. which is totally fine. I don't – you know, right. there's no, no issue with that, but – I don't like when a movie feels like it has to be disingenuous like that with the trailer. So I, I wasn't the biggest fan of that, but I get why they did it. Yeah, it's uh, it, it didn't it didn't really pull me. And I, I like the raid. I haven't seen the raid too, but uh, th- this didn't look like it had a whole lot of substance from. But then again, I mean, how much can you really tell just from a trailer, especially when they don't have any speaking parts in it? Hmm. Yeah. Um. Do you guys? Any of you guys play Metal Gear Solid Five? No. Is that the, the, the Phantom Pain one? Yeah. Uh, I started it. I haven't finished it. All right. So interesting uh, connection between this movie and that game. I don't know if it's an official connection, but the, it looks like the lead character's name is Ishmael. Um, the lead character in Metal Gear Solid Five is also named Ishmael, and he is somebody who's dealing with amnesia. So I'm not sure if one is oh. a reference to the other or what, but... Uh, there may maybe something there. Sure sounds that maybe. way. Little little too coincidental there, huh? Mm. For sure. And especially considering uh the you know, the guy who made the game was uh I believe he was Japanese. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with this. I'm not sure what the uh country of origin is of the film, but I don't know, maybe. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that, I think, I think you may be onto something. Maybe. All right, moving on to our final trailer, Iron Fist, starring Finn Jones, Jessica Henwick, Rosario Dawson, and others. Hmm. Hmm. Going on to prove that Netflix can do no wrong with Marvel, I'm sure. Probably will, yeah. Yeah, I've got I've got no I got I got no reservations about checking out this series. It comes out in March, right? Yeah, um, March seventeenth, right, Brian? Yes, sir. Okay, cool. I'll I'll definitely check it out. I'm I'm not gonna. I've never missed a single Marvel Netflix show, and I don't I don't plan to ever miss one. Yeah, I kind of um um I just recently uh finished um Luke Cage, and I I did not like that whole second half of that season or oh, series. Yeah. I, I like the first half a lot better. I like when, when Cottonmouth was was out. I, I think the show took kind of went downhill a little bit, but I mean yeah. it's still fun to watch. I mean, I'll definitely check it. I, I know it's already been renewed for a season two. I know there's a, a Jessica Jones season two that's already in the works. So I'll I'll con- I'll continue to watch for sure. Yeah, I'm interested in this one because uh, this is going to set up the whole uh, Defender series that we're getting later this year. So, uh, yep, that was our last trailer. We need some more <laughs> listener feedback, guys. Come on. Yeah, come on, guys. What the fuck? Get busy. What the fuck? Yeah, we're trying to make this so, yeah, no. to make this interactive, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, yeah, we want to be as interactive as possible. We don't really have anything this week. Uh, but yeah, we definitely, uh, want to talk about you guys, man. Send us some, some emails, some messages, you know, whatever you want to do. Uh, you can reach us at the horror returns at gmail.com or, uh, you know, shoot us a message on any of the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, any of that stuff. And, uh, we'll, we'll talk about you on air and maybe get you a t-shirt, some kind of prize. There's... There's benefits to interacting. <laughs> Absolutely. And actually, that gives me a nice little segue, since I am sort of a walker of two worlds here, uh, being that I am on the show, but I do listen every week. I have a little something that I, I want to ask you guys, and figured I'd wait until we got on air about it. Um, so we've got Oscar season coming, right? Or, or I should say the Oscars are coming. It is Oscar season. You know, Screener Palooza happened a few weeks back, and there's all all sorts of shit coming out. Sure. Um and as you guys know, horror, like comedy and to a maybe a lesser degree sci-fi, they just those films don't get recognized. They they just it's very rare for you know for every hundred movies like I don't know that piece of shit Crash, you get like <laughs> one Exorcist. You know. So my question was because I think that last year was a really good year for horror. You know, when you look at like The Witch or Green Room or Don't Breathe, do you guys, what are some of the biggest award snubs in terms of horror movies? Like, like when, when you guys think back and you're like, wow, that, that movie should have gotten some kind of award. Is there anything that jumps out for you guys? And it's just like, wow, that's kind of fucking bullshit. Um, do you guys have any that come to mind? Yeah, absolutely. How about how about the Babadook? I, I thought there should have been a, a Best Actress nomination for sure for that gotcha. one. You guys all seen the Babadook? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. S. S. E. Davis. She was fucking brilliant in that. Mm. Really good. That that would be the first thing that that springs to mind for me because I because I was thinking about that while I was watching. I was thinking, I wonder if she's going to be nominated. And then I thought, no, hell no. First of all, it's not an American film, and secondly, you know, it's it, it's a horror film, yeah. so it had like two strikes against it, you know, right out of the gate. So that that's, that's a big one that I can think of. Yeah, uh, I mean, not to go off that too much, but I, you know, the first one that I always think of is The Shining, and I know that that got Razzies right. when it came out, but yeah, I can't think it, of, of it like... wasn't appreciated when it first came out. That's for sure. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Shelley Duvall got I worse didn't know that. actress. Yeah, right. yeah. Oh my god. But, like, I can't – looking back on it, especially the fact that, like, to me, Leo in The Wolf of Wall Street is doing the same fucking thing that Nicholson did in The Shining. Sure. Like, I, I can't fucking believe that Nicholson didn't get nominated for anything for that performance. Yeah, that's like, – It's that mind-blowing Absolute robbery, man. Yeah. But I don't that's know. Brian, Philip, you guys have any off the top of your head? Hey, hey, I've got oh. another one. Speaking of our oh, buddy, uh, Matt Reeves – we were talking about Matt Reeves earlier. How about Let Me In, the American version of Let the Right One In? That was, I thought that was a, a bit of a masterpiece. It's pretty well made. Pretty I, don't, I don't know if it goes past the original for me, but it is it is a good movie. Chloe Grace Moretz was awesome. Richard Jenkins was definitely awesome. up there. Yeah, it's. I thought it was as good, at least, as the original. Yeah, yeah, which I is it. rare. Yeah, just just throwing that out there. I think seven comes to mind. Didn't uh, oh. seven get snubbed for some awards? Did, did it get? Did he even get nominated? Or you know, that's a great question. Oh, we man, gotta it verify. Should, this. It should have for sure. Let's yeah, see. and I mean, 
Just the ones that you that you rattled off the top of your head when you started. The Witch was an excellent movie. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's a good, that's and, a good uh, one. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I can't believe that it didn't get any Oscar. I mean, like, it was a, le- a legitimate good movie, and mm-hmm. uh, it really well written, well written, and very serious. And it seemed like something the Oscars would have enjoyed. Yeah. But uh, nope, no, oh. yeah, they 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 hit they hit horror the same way they hit comedy. You know, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of comedy movies that. Are they stupid? Yeah, but they're comedy. They're funny. That's the point. Right. <laughs> and and they don't they don't appreciate it. They fulfill their purpose. Oh my god! So seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is. What? I mean, there there are a lot of Academy snubs over the years. This has got to be top three though. Slap in the face, huh? Seven was nominated for one Academy Award, and it was best film editing, and it lost. Uh, how that screenplay was not nominated for original screenplay oh, is beyond wow. me. That's sickening, man. Oh, my God. That's right up there with Hitchcock never getting best director, Kubrick never getting best director. Like, fuck right. you. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, something, I was just thinking one. about that the other day. I figured you guys might have some input. So. Yeah, that's a good topic, man. And that, yeah, Brian, that was a really good pick, man. Yeah, I just I just assumed Seven was nominated for Best Picture all this time. I, I guess kind of like the Man, the Mandela effect, Jack. You know, yep. <laughs> here yeah, I'm exactly. thinking for sure that it was nominated that year. You know, hey, but guys, at least Arrival was nominated this year. What do you think about that? That's fantastic. Well deserved, right? Yeah, big big uh, yeah. big fan of that pick. So it'll it'll never win. <laughs> oh no, no, <laughs> no! Anybody not putting their money on La La Land is throwing their money away. No shit. Oh, how how Hollywood loves to suck its own dick, right? It does sometimes. <laughs> for the record, sometimes I, I kind of like when it doesn't. So, <laughs> all right, fair enough. Oh yeah, you love La La Land. We got kinky there for a minute. <laughs> I'm talking movies. I don't know what you guys are talking about. So. <laughs> Anything, anything else to talk about in uh, in feedback, Philip, or just basically give us some fucking feedback? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay. Hey, let us know what you think, good or bad. If you hate us, please let us know. We'll probably talk about that on the show too. We may oh, make yeah. fun of you. <laughs> Can add a whole new dimension. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you guys ready to move on to featured attractions then? For sure. Okay. All right, so now the time you've all been waiting for, folks. It's time for our featured attractions. Once again, it's Action Week on The Horror Returns. This week, we go it alone to take on the world all by ourselves with a new film, John Wick Chapter 2, as well as the 1985 Arnold classic, Commando. (laughs) So we'll start with Commando. Uh, As always, we do trivia. Director is Mark L. Lester also known for Firestarter and Class of 1984. Writer, Stephen E. D'Souza, also known for Die Hard, 48 Hours, and The Running Man, also with Arnold. Man. Uh, Martial arts expert and fight choreographer Michael M. Vendrell worked with Schwarzenegger on the film, and by the end of the production, Vendrell estimated that Schwarzenegger had become a second-degree black belt. (laughs) Hey. It's, it gets it gets deeper, guys. <laughs> Arnold I don't know about all that. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger performed many of his own stunts, as producers found it difficult to find a stunt double for the bodybuilder. The actor <laughs> suffered a dislocated shoulder and several stitches during the shoot. 
Schwarzenegger at one point stabbed himself with a knife and had to get stitches. Also, the cut on Arnold's forehead in the beginning of the movie was real. Uh, This is interesting. There are 54 stunt performers listed in the credits, which is 17 more people than the actual cast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the kind of movie it was, man. (laughs) And finally, Mark L. Lester called the film, quote, the quintessential 80s action film and granddaddy of the genre. Uh, Jack, guest always goes first, man. Uh, Yeah, one person that... um also collaborated on the film uh, story was created by a guy named Jeff Loeb um, to sort of bring it back around full circle. Jeff Loeb is a big guy uh, in my uh, universe. He wrote Batman, the long Halloween and Batman dark victory. Um, really? The long Halloween in particular being one of the chief uh, sources of inspiration for the dark Knight. Uh, it's particularly it's, it's Harvey Dent story told over the course of a year. Um, one of those seminal Batman books. Jeff Loeb is also in charge of Marvel TV. So the Netflix series and Legion and everything else, he is sort of the guy on the Marvel's, not Marvel Studios, but like Marvel corporate. He's the guy who's sort of maintaining all of it across all platforms, like, you know, ABC and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So Jeff Loeb is a big, uh, big presence in my geek life. Um, so I, I always liked that he came up with this uh, <laughs> this movie. Um, and he's appeared on a bunch of Kevin Smith podcasts and stuff like that. So really, really down-to-earth mm-hmm. guy. Um, he, he's also worked on one of your favorite shows of all time, Jack, uh, Lost. Yeah, yeah. No, we're going to gloss that over. So <laughs> not, we need to talk about that, I don't think. Pretty sure we can leave that alone. But I'm sure his contributions were of quality. So. Um, but yeah, so a lot of... Uh, a lot of good stuff about this movie, man. I mean, you know, I've gone on record saying I think that Arnold's best performance is Terminator 2. I just think that yeah. he's brilliant in that movie. Um, sure. I'm a big believer in the concept of, um, you know, everybody can act in one role. It's the good actors that can kind of morph and become other people, other roles. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think that Schwarzenegger's ever been more comfortable in a role than Terminator 2. Not even Terminator 1. Yeah. I see Terminator 2. Okay. Um, Makes but sense. Commando but Terminator 1, still awesome. Oh, absolutely. 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 Um, but uh, Commando for me is is top five Schwarzenegger movies. I mean, yeah. it has absolutely everything I want from a Schwarzenegger movie. It's only an hour and a half long um, I mean, it begins with him carrying a tree out of the fucking woods in a chainsaw. Right. On the I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's the bar, you know, and then the movie just sort of exceeds that at every turn. Um, and I'm pretty sure that this is like the framework for every first person shooter final level ever made. I mean, yes, is this movie not just the definition of putting in the cheat code for invulnerability and just destroying every fucking person <laughs> on the it. level? He is the invincible guy. That's what I was thinking the whole time I was watching this movie. I was like, okay, see, when I'm playing video games, this is the guy I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put that shit on easy and just destroy everybody. Absolutely. Unlimited lives, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, there, I don't know. I, I, I love popping this movie in every... I don't know, every couple of years. I definitely don't watch it as much as I watch something like Predator 
or um, True Lies, you know. But um, but this, I I'm always pleasantly surprised at uh, at how cheesy this is. The music in particular to me is like in any other movie it would be really distracting, but in this it just seems perfect because everything's so over the yeah. top. Yeah, the, the steel. <laughs> I love the steel drums. Speaking yeah, of the music, is is this the same music from Forty Eight Hours? Is it? You know, I thought it sounded familiar, so you might you might be right. I I don't know for sure. I'd have to check, but but yeah. Um, no, I I I have a good time with this movie every time I sit down and watch it. It's it, it, when people talk about cheesy '80s action movies. I don't know that there's a better definition of that. It, that is also right. of pretty good quality than this movie. Um, sure. Yeah. Like, despite all the fucking, you know, Dan Hedaya doing a Cuban accent. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, despite all of that, the movie is still, it still delivers when it needs to. Um, it, it, even having fucking Bennett, that, that Freddie Mercury wannabe piece of shit. <laughs> oh, you stole my line. I hate you. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> But uh, no, I, I'm a big fan. No worries. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought this was a lot like uh, like one of the canon films, you know. For sure. When you, you're you're talking about it, was it's sort of like it it, it follows that exact uh, that exact formula from start to finish, and and yeah, boy, mm-hmm. you couldn't have put it better than it being like a like a video game where you get to the boss at the very end. But I mean, most of these action movies are like that. I know there was a, a Bruce Lee film. I can't remember what it was called. I think maybe it was called Game of Death or something where he had yes. to fight his way. It was kind of almost like the raid a little bit where he had to actually like fight his way from the bottom uh, up to the up to the top of the the building or something like that. And he finally, who did he fight? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it, this movie gives you everything you need and everything you want. And when he fucking um, killed the guy on the airplane, and then he he made his way down through the uh, through through the cargo area, and he he, he ended up on on the uh, I guess the the uh, wheel lower down, and he ended up jumping off and landing in the water, and he was just fine. Kind of brushed himself off and walked up, walked off, and everybody yeah. just thought he would, thought he was on that flight, and he kind of he pulled it off perfectly. And then I that, that I thought that was I thought that was a great scene. And then I I thought toward the end there, and and did you guys notice that when he blew up that building, they they showed the same exact explosion of the same building, but yeah. from like twelve different angles. One, yep, one yep. right after the other. I mean, hey, that's that's efficiency, my friend. Efficiency, yeah, ab- absolutely over the top from start to finish. I thought I thought Radon Chong was was hilarious, and the part she was in, especially when she. Uh, when, she, when she fired the missile in, in the wrong direction at first, and then oh. <laughs> yeah. to turn it around and, and and shoot the 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 police carrier, um, that the little the little douchebag guy that followed her. I mean, he was perfect. I I don't know what that actor's name is. Or I can't think of it. But he he was in a lot of those movies of that time period, and he mm-hmm. was pretty much always typecast as just like a cheesy sure. sleazy um, gangster type. And I thought he yeah. was good, Dan. Yeah, Dan Hedaya for for what he had to work with. You know, I mean, I think he pulled it off. And there was a lot of, I mean, there were some great one-liners in this movie, Brian. I know one of them you want to talk about, but you know that. Uh, Remember, Sully, when I said I'd kill you last, I lied. Like, that's like perfect. I mean, this is the, basically this movie gives you every, everything you want. 
and um, I, I, don't, I don't know how they could how they could have done it any better, quite frankly. Oh, I'll, Brian, I'll definitely say this, man. You you picked a hell of a good movie to pair with John Wick too, man. Yeah, no kidding, right? You did good. <laughs> it is just when I seen the preview uh, for John I mean, Wick two. That's the first thing that popped in my head was Commando. Yeah. Uh, Jack said this was his, in his uh, you, you said it was in your top five Arnold movies for sure this is my top in my top three wow it is, it is the first two Terminator movies and then Commando and then everything else is really? after that yes this is uh, this was definitely my childhood Arnold action movies uh, the one liners um, and then if it was anybody else doing this movie I probably would be picking it apart right down to the clearly a dummy falling out of the plane when he jumped out <laughs> to the to the to the springboards. Uh, every time someone uh, there was an explosion by someone, you can you can they, they didn't hide the springboards in this movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it but it was Arnold though, and it was Arnold kicking ass, and you know even even when he runs out of ammo, all you need to give him is some garden tools and. <laughs> That's it for everybody, and um, for the longest. Uh, go ahead. He completely wrecks the car, and then just like pops out like nothing's wrong. Oh, yeah. I, I did. Did you guys notice uh, when he drives off in the car? Uh, the I believe it's a Porsche. When he right. flips it back onto his wheels, uh, the the sides not messed up no more when he drives uh, away. I, I yeah. didn't catch that. I didn't catch that. Yeah. There's, there's, you know, little things like that because it's an Arnold That's movie. Cheese. I, I, yeah. I totally pure cheese. Okay with it. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, uh, I, I like Bennett. I liked uh, Bill Duke's character in it. You know, I like when he pops up. Sully was a complete douche in this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. He plays that role really well. Yeah. And, um, like I said, this is like. Besides the Terminator movies, this is by far my favorite Arnold movie. And I've been watching some, you know, some uh, other Arnold movies this week. And um, they just don't hold up to Commando. Right. Mm -hmm. Though the only problem I did have, I I wasn't really buying his whole early scenes with his daughter. It just felt awkward. (laughs) I didn't. didn't That was super cheesy, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. It was like a little cheese montage there of like feeding a wild deer and that kind of shit. But I thought, I thought that was kind of, that added to it. Yeah. But but later (laughs) when, 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 later when he has the fight scene with Bennett, I feel like he doesn't give a shit about his daughter. Oh, I never got that, that feeling, man. Yeah. He's just kind of like, I don't know. That's, that's how I always felt. Like you go from like, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I totally agree with you, but I don't think that it really, it ultimately, like, doesn't fucking matter. Because we'll talk about John Wick in a second, but, like, dude, that's a movie that pretty much, it goes out of its way to create a conflict (laughs) and then just deliver on it for no reason. Yeah. So just so you can I, have another badass fight scene. <laughs> totally, totally. So, like, with Commando, you know, if it takes him and, like, you know, was it, 13-year-old Alyssa Milano sharing fucking ice cream cones, I'm fine. You know, whatever. It's, it's right. Fine. But I, I do, I know where you're coming from, though. Yeah, but, I mean, the, besides that minor gripe, you know, uh, this is uh, one of my favorite action films of all time. Wow, strong words, man. 
Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll definitely agree with you that uh, that first montage was super cheesy. I totally forgot Alyssa Milano was in this movie until I started watching it again. Uh, <laughs> they should have called it like Tiny Hulk versus Fat Freddie Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, uh, a piece of uh, trivia for you guys. Yeah. That guy, I think it's Vernon Wells. Vernon Wells, um, yeah. He's the... Uh, Mohawks, motorcycle riding, kind of like dominatrix type guy in uh, the Road Warrior. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I knew I'd seen him somewhere. Yeah, same dude. (laughs) Yeah, I actually read a little trivia. He was actually, he when he auditioned, he didn't get the part originally. They hired somebody else, and that guy got fired. And that's why in the movie, that's why his outfit looks a little strange because it's a little too small right. for him. I guess the actor that they hired originally, uh, they made the outfit for him and he was a smaller guy. Oh, that makes more sense because I kept wondering the whole time. I'm like, man, what the hell is he? Is that like su- supposed to be Arbor? Because it obviously didn't work when the pipe went through his chest. <laughs> <laughs> and and I mean, oh, it boy. just looked completely awkward. But hey, you know it was it was eighties. It's it. You do an eighties montage. Look back to this eighties <laughs> action movie. You come back to this movie. There you, you do go, that man. superhero. I'm gonna destroy everything in my sight. Tough guy Schwarzenegger. Man, this is quintessential. That's that's what this is. This is this is a. If you are a Schwarzenegger fan, you had to have seen this movie at some point. I don't know if it's my top three. Uh, but it's definitely up there, even though it is full of a whole lot of cheese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, a whole lot of cheese. But it's really fun to watch. I love uh, the 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 actress that they put in as his little sidekick, which sort of paved the way for um, the rest of the action movies where they had this little chick that comes in as a sidekick. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I, you know, the whole movie was great. It was fun to watch, man. Well, did you guys did you guys notice that there were there were two? Speaking of Terminator, there were two lines that he he used in both films. At, at yeah. one point, he said, "I'll be back." At at another point, he said, "Fuck you, asshole." Yep. <laughs> I didn't think about that one. But yeah, I saw the "I'll be back." All right, cool. So, uh, uh, I guess it's score time, Jack. Yeah. Um... I, like I said, I always have a good time with this movie. It knows what it is. It totally yeah. it's all in on it being cheesy eighties fucking glory action day action movie days. Um and it's always entertaining when I watch it. So this is a solid eight out of ten for me. Cool. Yeah, well I, this definitely would not be in our conversation earlier about snubbed Oscar films. There's no doubt about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, for what it was, it was a it was a hell of a fun movie, and I'll get and I'll give it a solid uh, seven and a half. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll give it a solid I'll give it a solid seven, man. I think it was uh, I think it was really fun to watch, and mm-hmm. uh, I you know, despite a lot of the shortcomings, just the '80s cheese is really what it was. Uh, if you look past that, it's a fun movie. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a nine. Oh shit! I Ooh, wow, <laughs> I I can watch this again tonight. That's how much I love this movie. Um, 
It's just 80s Arnold goodness, and I love the one-liners in it. And I'm trying to really think about I think this might have been the first time I've seen boobies in a movie. Fair enough. Oh, speaking of that scene, what in the hell was going on when they left it into that hotel room? Because the chick was, like, behind – I don't know what kind of crazy, like – the chick was behind the dude, and they had some kind of rim job thing going. I don't know what was happening. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. That that kind of took me out of it because it surprised me. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. And, uh, hey, hey, some, something I noticed, uh, Jack, that our, that our friend over at, uh, over at Binge Media, Ammon, would, would, would really appreciate. Did you notice the Miller High Life, the six-pack of Miller yes. High Life in the hotel? Yes, I did. And I... I- I forgot to mention that. Yep, I, I was going to bring that up. Fantastic, absolutely fantastic. All right, cool. So it sounds like we we all we all enjoyed this one. Let's uh, let's see if that carries over to our second film, which is uh, John Wick Chapter Two. Uh, director was Chad Stahelski, who is first and foremost a stuntman, but he's also known for directing John Wick as well as the upcoming Highlander remake, which uh, Brian, I think you've told us about. Yep. Uh, writer is Derek Kolstad, also known for John Wick. He's also slated to write for an upcoming John Wick television series. Interestingly oh. enough, and I'm, wonder- I'm wondering if that's going to be a-, a prequel, like what he did before he retired, or, or-, or how they're going to do that. But hmm. uh, you know, I don't know if it's for sure. But he's he's in IMDb for an upcoming television series. Interesting. Uh, and Keanu Reeves uh, is on it, right? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I have no idea that he, mm. his is the only credit I've seen. So I'm sure it's speculative at this point. But I could see them doing a TV show of John of John Wick in the days prior to to his retirement and using a different younger actor. That's kind yeah. Of I guess they. I guess they could, but I kind of. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm digging that man. I like Keanu Reeves in this. I guess we'll wait. We'll wait and see if it really comes out, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but a couple of Matrix points here. The the director, Chad Stahelski, was actually a stuntman in all three of the Matrix films. And, uh, of course, this was the first time for Fishburne and Keanu Reeves to work together since the third Matrix movie. Uh, in preparation for the role, Keanu was trained by a, an ex-SF uh, members in dual weapons and close-quarter shooting. So I guess SF, uh, Philip, means special forces. Yes, sir. All right. A clip of Keanu training with live ammo was released online, showing him performing to a high standard with multiple weapons on a CQB range. I saw that. Final trivia is John Wick is intended to be a trilogy, this film being the second in that trilogy. So, Jack, what'd you think? So just to qualify it a little bit, saw the first John Wick in a theater, expected nothing from it, came out very impressed like yeah i've said this pretty much to everybody i know about the first movie but i really think the first one has maybe the best 15 minutes of setup in any action film that i've ever seen Um, no kidding great story right well you come out of it with a complete understanding of who he is what the stakes are why he's fighting and what he has to do and they waste no time doing that and you know, if you really want to make sure that your audience hates the bad guy, 
have him kill a dog. <laughs> I mean, right. A puppy, no less. <laughs> it's it's just a ruthlessly efficient opening to a movie. And I, I really think that it's an impressive piece of filmmaking. Um, so I love the first one. The second one went in with pretty high expectations for it. Um, you know, the trailer came out and it was set to some classical music with all the beats of the music to, to gunfire. Um, the poster looked really cool. I like that they brought back all of the same cast that, you know, was still alive at the end of the first movie. <laughs> right. And, um, you know, I just, I really wanted, I, I think the first movie has a really good visual style. Like it, it, there's a lot of shooting at night and in a dark city, but everything's very colorful and vibrant. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie opens with a car motorcycle chase and fucking just destruction of a, of a goddamn taxi garage. Um, but everything just looks like candy. Like, you know, the yellow on the taxi is bright. And Mm -hmm. when they're driving through the city, all the lights, you know, it looks alive. And and I I really like all that stuff. Um, but this movie, man, I, I just don't know that I have any problem with it. I like, I've, I've been thinking about it since I saw it last night and they just brought the goods. This was a really well made if again, I would say efficient movie. Um, I think that story-wise, it's it's good. It does what it needs to. I don't think that there's any fat on this movie. Um, you know, they really don't waste much time, and I think it, this one ultimately feels a lot more confident than the first one does. You know, they have the balls yeah. to take scenes like him choosing his you know, the number of buttons on his suit and looking at maps and choosing his guns, they take like this complicated montage of like him in five different locations and they take their time with it, you know, and they're so good at what they're doing here that they know the audience is on board with it. So they don't try to, you know, do anything to compromise the, uh, the, the pace. Um, well, yeah. And that by no means means that they're going to like, forego the action because this was as action packed as it comes. Yeah. I mean, if I have two big takeaways from these movies, it's, I, I love the fact that every kill is a double tap. It's like an automatic mm-hmm. double tap. Yeah, no matter who it is. It's the, it's the, it's the chest shot and the headshot immediately. Right. Um, and then I absolutely love the fact that during every gunfight, they have full respect for the reload. Like, Yes, him, it's such a simple thing, but because he's basically like a fucking god in these movies, the fact that he reloads his guns keeps it really grounded for me, um, and I, I love it. I, I, I really love the movie. I love that, it. That's a great observation, man, As, and especially in one scene where they actually said exactly how many rounds he had. Right. They pointed that right. out. That was really cool. What What did you think, Phil? Yeah, man, I uh, the story wasn't quite as good, I thought, as the first one. Just because right. in the first one, they gave you such a reason to hate the bad guy, you know, and you're like, okay, he's about to whoop some ass. And in this one, they, they make it slightly more complicated, but the action sequences are amazing. I, it was It's the most efficient fighting and killing that I've ever seen in a movie ever. And, man... I, I've I've never seen Keanu Reeves as badass as in this movie, 
and the way that he rolls around and just incorporates so many different martial arts styles into his gunplay and uh, and popping these dudes in the head. It's 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 very real action. You know what I mean? And like you were saying earlier about the the reloading, uh, he even makes the reloading part of the action, and it's cool. Uh, it, I I had a blast watching this movie, man. It was fun. I'm ready to go watch it again. Yeah, there was a lot of emphasis on impact. Did you guys notice that? Whenever there was a hit, it was like it was a real hit, whether it be a car hitting yeah. someone or someone getting shot or a fist hitting someone. Oh, and, yeah, and that first scene, too, where he gets, like, knocked out of the car. Sure. <laughs> I hated that they killed that beautiful car, but, man, it was that was killer, dude. This was, this was some serious action. Oh, that shit was so awesome. Oh, it my was, God, uh, it was great. Yeah, it, it was a, it was a beautifully filmed movie, and and I'm not a bit surprised to learn because I didn't I didn't know that for, I did I didn't really do research on the the director of the first film, um, but to know that he was a stuntman now makes perfect sense because we there right was as a, soon as you said that yeah there there was oh. actually there was actually a movie Philip that we watched uh, the the zombie movie that was basically by military for military. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it it almost felt like this movie was by stuntmen for stuntmen. Mm. You know that makes sense. Uh, the choreography was just immaculate, and and the the way it was shot, as Jack alluded to, the colors, the vibrancy, the way that everything stood out. Um, one particular scene that, that that showed quite a bit of blood was just almost gorgeously shot, and j- j- gorgeously and ruthlessly, and just brutal, and uh, just really realistic looking. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. What'd you think, Brian? Oh, um, I love the first one. Um, and I definitely love the second one. I did not think it was just going to start outright how it did. Oh yeah. It started exactly where the other one left off. Yeah. And, um, I loved every minute of it. Um, the way it was shot, the action. I like that. They actually gave us more different assassins in this movie than what we yeah. got in the I like the inclusion of that, and um, I thought everybody, with the exception of one person, I'll save that for spoilers, I thought everyone did a good job, um, and I am definitely looking forward to the third one. Cool. Yeah, and this one, he wasn't, like, it, it's not like Commando, where he's walking through just annihilating everybody, like, and nothing's hurting him. He's, he, I, like, you can tell he's taking a toll in this movie, you know, he's like, he's getting shot he's getting beat up it's, it's and I, more real it's more raw and i actually thought the 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 villain was had was for me i i i hated this person for yeah. his reasonings and um because you said you didn't really like the villain in this one uh philip or his reasoning um yeah i was yeah i mean it just wasn't as straightforward as 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 the other one you know I'll, I'll agree with that. I, I kind of see it differently. I, I don't want to spoil it, but it just, you know, he, he had a reason for getting John to do one thing, which was kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. And then after he did the thing for him, it, you know, he had a, another thing, another decision he made, which was kind of fucked up. And it just made me hate that villain even more. So I, I actually kind of liked it. I got, well, you know what? I'll save it. because i do i do have a gripe about that yeah i've got a few things to add there too um one thing i don't know if you guys picked up on this but did you notice who 
the head of the Continental in Rome was. He looked familiar. I could not figure it out. All right. So that was Franco Nero. Franco Nero is the original Django. In, in the original ah, 1966 really? Django, he also showed up in Django Unchained um, during the scene where they meet DiCaprio for the first time, wh- where the two Mandingos are fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Django sits at the bar and he's sitting next to a cowboy dressed like Django, played by Franco Nero. And he says, <laughs> what's your name? He says, Django. The D is silent. And then the guy looks at him. He's like, I know. And he takes a drink and leaves. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, I remember Man. that scene now. I didn't even know yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was that was Franco Nero. Very cool. I'm a big Spaghetti Western guy. Um, so that was that was really cool. I thought that was an awesome piece of casting. Oh man, that that you just added a whole new dimension to it, man. Yeah, yeah. That, I, cool. I'm telling you, man. This day, I, I like. It seems like the director of this movie and the first one, like they have a very specific respect for a certain kind of movie, and mm-hmm. I can. To me, this movie does have a very Western feel to it. Um, yeah. You know, the sort of, like, man apart from from his colleagues and he has to settle a score and all that stuff. Um, you know, old cowboy wants to be left alone, gets pulled back in, all that sure. stuff. It's, it's right there, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I, I just had a great time with this movie. I mean, I... <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it for the spoilers, but let's just say uh, there was a certain kill in this movie that became my second favorite kill of that type uh, ever. But ever, uh, yeah, wow. yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> and right, then well. we, if we're gonna do some spoilers, uh, you'll know why. But all right, um, but yeah, lots of lots of good stuff in this movie. I had a great time with it. We'll, we'll, I think we'll... I'm. I think I might know what kill you're talking about. Uh, yeah, I'm not I think, sure. I think if you think about it, you may be able to figure it out. <laughs> Well, we'll definitely get into some spoilers uh, after we give our scores, but I've got a, one question for you guys. Sure. Do, do you guys think that there's going to be a single action movie this year that doesn't have Ruby Rose in it? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I have, I've never seen this yeah. chick before, and then all of a sudden I've, I've seen her like in three movies in a row, like within two weeks yeah, of she's... each other. She's coming out hard, what man. What the hell? What's her background? Do you guys know? Is she like an MMA fighter or something? She's a she's a model. That's yeah. it. And the only thing I before all these movies, the only thing I've seen her on was uh, Orange Is the New Black. Yeah, me too. But w- as okay. soon as she hit the cast of Orange Is the New Black, she got a ton of buzz. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys ready for scores? Absolutely. Yeah, let's do it. All right, Jack. Yeah, um, like I said, visually, uh, you know, taking out the fighting aspect of the movie, um, the visuals were were fantastic. Um, I liked all the cinematography. That being said, I liked all of the gung fu style, uh, gun fu style of fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, very raid esque, just with more guns involved. I would say, um, you know, there were a few takes in the movie that they weren't quite long takes, but I was impressed with how much choreography went into certain shots. Hated the villain, you know, properly. I, you know, obviously, you need to hate the bad guy. Um, love Ian McShane. Love Larry oh, Fish. Yeah. Larry Fish is my boy. Um, God, I, you know, of a first viewing, I, I would say confidently an 8 out of 10. But I wouldn't be surprised if it goes up a little bit over time. 
I have yeah. to see it again first, but mm-hmm. but it's a very it's a very confident, very well directed, hardcore R rated action movie. Deserves <laughs> yeah deserves to be deserves to be in a very you know elite group of R rated action films. I think definitely a lot going on, right, Phil? Yeah, man, I uh, I, I kind of agree with you there. I thought uh, everybody did a great job. Common uh, kind of surprised me because he was so yeah. awesome in this movie. Um, uh, I'm going to give it a nine, man. I I wow. really enjoyed this. Yeah, dude, it was it was a lot of fun. Like I'm no joke, ready to go back and watch it right now. Man, it sounds like this may maybe maybe in your top five at the end of the year. It might be, man. It was pretty kick ass. First really good movie of the year, huh? Yeah. All right, who who went next, me or Brian? I can't remember. Uh, I think you did. Okay, cool. Well, I'm 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 giving it an eight, solid eight. Um, might might end up being an honorable mention. Let's just see how the rest of the year goes. But um, you know, again, probably not going to be nominated for any Oscars or anything like that. But uh, yeah, it delivers, man. What it sets out to do, the way that it's filmed, the way that it's choreographed. Um, the interaction of the characters, the despicable nature of the villains, uh, the, the cowboy, a, a, as Jack said, the cowboy nature of the hero, uh, the loner. I mean, yeah, this 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 was a great movie. Really enjoyed it. I'll give it an eight. I am going to give it a strong nine. Um, wow. It was just a fun movie. It was just uh, from start to finish, just straight action. I love the cast. Um, my 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 only minor gripe is probably always going to be a gripe for me is the the occasional digital blood in the movie. I, it just bothers me. I just grew up in a time when it was you know practical effects and but that's just a small little minor thing. But I, I am noticed. I, yeah, it, it's. It's when uh, when people get shot. There's digital blood. Yeah. On, on, but other than that, um, I like uh, they continue the story from the first one and they're just moving it along. And uh, like I said before, I'm I cannot wait for the third one. All right, spoiler time. Spoiler time. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. Okay. Well, like they said, it is going to be a trilogy. And at the end of this one, there's no doubt about that. What do you think, Jack? Yeah, I'm, I'm all for it, man. Uh, they got to keep the same director, same actor, same stunt team. But, yeah, um, I know a lot of people give Keanu Reeves shit. Uh, you know, when I was younger, I loved Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Obviously, yes. I'm a huge Matrix fan. It have been for a long time. Um uh, you know, I, I just think the guy gets a bad rap, um, maybe for does, some poor man. choices, you know, a lot of romantic comedies and shit like that. But, right. But, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I think, those. yeah, but I think that when it comes to like a movie like this or even that, um, what was a man of Tai Chi, like that movie didn't do very well. And it's not particularly impressive, but he actually he helped develop this camera rigging system that sort of moves freely with with like a jib arm over the fight as it's happening. It's kind of difficult to explain, but there's a whole YouTube video about it. But the guy seems very committed to making, you know, innovating in action movies. And I think that this is a, a good example of him doing that. Um, 
I, yeah, I, I'm I'm all for it. I, you know, I just I really like to see in another of these movies. I think that they deserve a third movie. Um, mm-hmm. I think they've totally earned it. There's a lot of there's too many good things going on in these movies for their for them to stop it too. And you know, I, I'm I'm a big fan. I mean, I know it sounds like I'm just kind of gloating over the, these movies, but there there really are. It's kind of rare. They're really that you good. Get, but it's kind of rare that you get a, 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 a an R-rated action movie that's this confident and this professionally done, you know? Right. Um, like, I walked out of that thing and went, wow, that was yeah. really awesome. So, um, you know, it's I, – I'm all for a third one. I, I hope it happens. And, uh, and yeah, so the, the kill I was talking about. Um, this movie features my second favorite number two pencil kill of all time. Okay, oh, that's what I go. thought it was. Okay. I w- I was hoping you was going there because I didn't I didn't want to say anything before, but With they mentioned it in pencil. yeah they mentioned it in the first one, and I just always wanted to know how how did he kill somebody with a pencil? And I like that they went back and told that story again though. Like the, they they gave like a brief description of the same story that they did in the first one at the beginning of the second one just to right. catch you. Right. Right. And yeah, of course, you know, starting your movie with Peter Stormare as the bad guy, that's always a good thing for me, too. So. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Fucking love that guy. Can't go wrong with yeah, him, that's for awesome. damn sure. Absolutely not. I'll, t- I'll tell you which, which uh, kill I thought was the most brutal, because it, it was just shocking the way that, that it was actually done, or the way it wouldn't, you go back, going back to the double tap, but um, when he when he uh, confronted Gianna to kill, to kill her in her chambers... Yep. And she said, "You know what? I'm going to die on my own terms." Because she knew she knew she was fucking toast. So she yeah. she she did herself out. And and I, man, I was thinking I was watching a horror movie there, with her getting into the pool and all the fucking blood coming out. And I mean, that looked realistic as hell. Yeah, it really was creepy looking. And then you know he's holding her hand until she passes away. And then there's that double tap just to make a hundred percent sure, you know, that just the job was done. And I just found that double tap on that to be so fucking brutal, man. Yeah, it actually made me jump in the theater. I don't know why. Like, I knew that he was going to pull the trigger, obviously, but there was something about it. It was just like, I don't know. It's kind of jarring. Man, it was yeah, very, it was, very jarring. Very it just jarring. It shows how how cold-blooded he can be. Good you point, know? man. Like, in a, in a good way. But, yeah, man, he, he popped it. No, the, one of the things that bothered me, though, was, uh, like, okay, if you know who John Wick is and he's the boogeyman, he's the guy that you send to kill the boogeyman, why are you going to try to double-cross this dude? That is the worst idea in the history of ideas. It's <laughs> yeah. fucking stupid. Okay, Brian. <laughs> Actually, are you are you going to do stupid people this week? I love That's it, that's it, Philip. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Brian, you got anything to add? You know, I, I think it just goes along with the guys with the villain's character. That, that's why I was yeah. saying before it just made me hate Cocky him. Little first, shit. first, he's gonna call John on this favor that he owes him to kill his sister just because he didn't get a spot at the table. And right. I'm like, that's oh, fucked and- up. Yeah, and then when he when his sister dies, he's coming after John, and he's telling him, "Well, what did you expect? I had to avenge my sister's death." And I'm like, what? "Right, you're you're a fucked up individual." 
That's <laughs> pretty. Yeah, and I just, I just felt, yeah, I just felt that was just part of his character. Like, and I love when he, oh, I love when he killed him though. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. I, that and speaking of scenes that kind of, you knew it was coming, but that made me jump when he shot him. Yeah, me too. That surprised me a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, he kind of, uh, he kind of, he kind of, <laughs> wow, I don't even know what to say. He's like, no, no, make up my gonna, own rules. Fuck you guys. Where, I'm going to pop this dude right in. Where are they going to go from here, guys? I mean, what, what's uh, everybody's relationship with the third chapter here? Well, it seems in that well, park, it, everybody's a hitman in that park. Of, yeah, uh, that right. Fucking, yeah. Okay. So that was part of my, that, that was, I, I thought. Some of the coolest scenes was when he was fighting all the different hitman uh, hitmen in the movie, you know. Right. And uh, like that that big old sumo wrestling looking dude. And, yeah, he had to triple tap that, him. Yeah, boy, and, and then some. <laughs> and uh, I, I think the whole next movie it may be that way. And uh, I'm I'm down for that, man. It's like a whole bunch of boss fights all in a row. I so heard that about so, video games, you know. Yeah, I heard. I heard the. Keanu Reeves was talking about the fact that he wants to take the third one to Jerusalem. What? Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because they went to, you know, okay. obviously they went to Rome in this one. He wants to keep it international and keep going to different places around the world. Which I think which it's a fucking sense, cool idea. But why, why Jerusalem specifically? Uh, you know, I don't know exactly, but I, you know what? They made two good movies so far. I'd be willing to trust his judgment on this. So I, I, oh, yeah. I, Okay, listen, I'm I'm saying it here. Let's see if it comes to pass. In the third one, he and Common are going to team up. Watch. Because <laughs> if he's still Common alive. Dead. Oh, he's still alive. Absolutely, he's still Think alive. Think so? Hell, hell yeah. Yeah, he's definitely yeah, still alive. Definitely so is Ruby alive. Rose. They're both still alive. Yeah, I, I didn't oh, think Ruby Rose wow. died either. Wow, okay, yeah. Because mm-hmm. he didn't, yeah, he didn't uh, take the final, the final shot on her either, did he? Yeah, that's sequel bait if I've ever seen it. Okay. Yeah, yeah I guess that, that's almost going, getting a little cheesy, really. But eh, all right. I guess we'll see how they pull it off. Yeah, I mean, the, I think the most interesting question is whether or not they're going to um, have him square off against Ian McShane. So, yeah, that was my next question. Do you think Ian McShane and maybe John Leguizamo are they going to get involved in this? Because uh, everybody was getting that. Sure looked that. Sure looked that in. way, didn't it? Johnny Legs is definitely getting in, and on especially that with right. Yeah, especially <laughs> with the prices, <laughs> you know, with the prices getting doubled. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think Johnny Legs is a little more loyal yeah. to than that. So it's just that's just uh, that. Yeah, that way I feel. He's he's he he's on John Wick's side all the way. I think I think in McShane. I don't know if he's going to like get involved in the uh, in the fighting aspect of it. But uh, he's, I'm sure he's going to play a big part in this next movie. Right. Well, what do you guys think? Speaking of Ian McShane, boy, could, could, that, could that guy choose some scenery, man? <laughs> that guy had some of the best dialogue, and, and, some, and that voice is just so commanding, you know? Oh, yeah, he's man. pretty awesome. And, well, and then that last scene in the movie where he, like, stops everybody in the park. <laughs> then you finally realize how much power this guy has. No You're like, shit. Oh, John Wick is scared of this guy. <laughs> yeah, I really don't want to see those two go against each other, though. I, I guess I yeah. guess it's inevitable, huh? Well, you can tell there's a lot of mutual respect too, though. Yeah, for sure. Oh man, what what else do you guys want to talk about? 
It's a big movie. There was a lot that happened. I, you know, I gotta say, the movie did a pretty good people. job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, did a pretty good job of making. Uh, I don't want to. Well, is it upping the stakes? I guess it is. As soon sure, as they sure pull, they call the contract out on him, and mm-hmm. pretty much everybody in the city's a goddamn assassin. I thought that was a cool idea, and they, and like, yeah, especially the actors that they chose to to play those roles were kind of funny, like the the gigantic Samoan guy, sure, um, yeah, and uh, the one lady with the electric violin and shit. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, like, subway just, musician. <laughs> yeah, it's just like there's a cool mythology behind everything they do in this right. movie. Um, there I'm, is. I'm all, That's a good way to put that. I like that. Yeah, I'm all I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean definitely. Yeah. Definitely not realistic. <laughs> well, yeah, I wanted I wanted to get I wanted to get more into um, what Lawrence Fishburne's character, his whole thing he was running with all the. You thought they was homeless the people, but yeah, but right. they had arsenal on them, every single yeah. one of them, and I I, I kind of wanted to get more into that, and I still want to get more into the whole the, the idea of the Continental, the hotel. Because I think that's a really uh, yeah. theory, very cool, cool idea, right? Mm-hmm. That that was kind of the the only part that I don't know. I kind of liked it in a way, and then in a way, I kind of didn't because they they allude to his whole backstory in this movie, but they never really give it to you. You mm-hmm. know, it, it, they I think they do the same thing in this one that they did in the first one. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. they. Where they just don't quite explain it, but it leaves a little bit of mystery to it, and I think it is kind of cool at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of like it that way. Uh, I do the too. mystery of it. Yeah. They even they even said, I think Peter Peter Stormare said it. Like all the stories you hear about John Wake, those are just the watered down versions. Yeah, that was like, a cool. Really, line. you really don't know anything about this guy, or what, that's one what really that stuck with me, man. Yeah, that was that was a good line. All right. Well, I think we uh, we definitely we definitely had fun this week, didn't we, guys? Absolutely. Yeah. Jack, oh, yeah. We, uh, we we can't thank you enough, man, for coming on the show. We always love to have you. Um, what all do you What all do you have going on? I know you're still involved in uh, in, in the in the binge media network, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Right now, I've kind of slowed down slightly. I'm finishing my last quarter of my uh, degree, so. Things have ramped up kind of significantly with the schoolwork, um, but uh, you know we've got we've got the gamecast still going. I know that uh, you know Batch and Cupka have kind of been carrying the torch on that for me for a bit. Um, a lot of stuff with the Binge Media Fantasy Movie League, um, and then I've made some appearances on Binge Casts over the last few weeks too. So yeah, I'm always always like to stay involved in uh, what we've got going on over there and uh, obviously looking forward to uh, Boston Palooza and Lollapalooza and all that shit coming up this year. And um, yeah, yeah. A lot of, uh, we, we always have a good time over there. So, and uh, you know, I know you were thanking me for coming on, but I thank you for inviting me. So. All right, man. Well, you're welcome anytime for sure. And uh, as always, listeners, we want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. We'd love to hear your feedback and ideas. You can always More feedback. Us. There you go, man. <laughs> like like Philip said earlier, man, you guys are the catalyst. I mean, basically the listeners dictate where we go with this show. So 
Uh, quickest way to reach us is through email or Facebook. And, you know, if you want to leave a, an iTunes review, that's good too. So follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Podbean, all that cool social media stuff that uh, Brian has set up for us. You can just do a search for The Horror Returns. And uh, next week, uh, now this is one that I have been looking forward to since I saw the first trailer. Next week is a review of A Cure for Wellness, the new uh, Gore Verbinski film. And uh, I think <laughs> I think Brian might have hit the nail right on the head again here. He, he, found, he found 1989's Death Spa for us to watch. <laughs> so, until the horror returns again, good.